Welcome to the Next Up Podcast. This is episode number six. Yes, six. You'll see why <laughs> next episode why. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, this episode we have a special guest. Uh, it's actually the cat sitting on the table. All right. We uh, usually have humans, but sh- shout today, out Dave. Right. Today we thought we tried something different. <laughs> All right. So like always, I'm Marcus. I'm Nosa. I'm Ben. I'm Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and Eddie go a long way back. Uh, we used to play ball together way back in the good old days. Way uh, back. Way back. What was it, grade two and three? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a year older. So, after that, we went on the same team. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, I feel like all of us, like, that basketball, that drive that we had, like, in a way, it kind of, like, made us have goals, big goals for the future, whether it was whatever we wanted to do, and, like, gave us that spark to, like, we know we can do big things. Um, but I'll let Eddie tell a bit about himself. First, I just want to say he's, like, a film actor, producer, writer, man of many different things. He's in school right now. I'll let him touch on all of that. He has a new movie coming out on the 10th. Uh, the, the 15th. 15th. The 15th. 15th of November. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll let you talk about all that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's, thanks for inviting me here, guys. It's, it's fun to be here. Uh, yeah, I got a, a short film premiering in the Toronto Short International Film Festival. Uh, it's going to be from the the 15th to the 20th of November, streaming online because of COVID. But uh, I produced it, wrote it. I'm acting in it. And uh, I'm pretty excited. It's a it's a cool opportunity to be able to be a part of a, a big festival like that and uh, show yeah. my work to people. So, yeah, man. I'm... Uh, I'm pretty happy about about how the project's been been received so far, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna say because um, like, this is I have a lot of questions, but I ask those after this is more off the top. Like, how big is it? Like, just growing up, probably you probably went to TIFF a bunch of times before mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. and now like, how different is it? Like, oh shit, this time I'm in it. Yeah, I mean, not just TIFF. Like, you know, my parents are both uh, in the in the entertainment industry. They're both actors, so. I used to go to festivals and see them in short films and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's definitely cool. It's it's nice gratification as an artist to be able to yeah. uh, have somebody you know appreciate your work and include it in the festival. So uh, look out for it. Family Ties. That's the title, and it's yeah. about eight minutes long, and it's going to be a part of a uh, yeah the Toronto International Shorts Film Festival. So well, we'll definitely be looking out for that. There you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Right. Support that local art yeah i feel like that's one of the most underrated things as a cat licks himself right but yeah i feel like that's a very underrated thing is like support your friends like they're working so hard and most times like the most support you get is from strangers right which is crazy well, and the thing is, I mean, like, I think that that speaks to, uh, like, Canadian art as a whole. You know, I mean, you look at uh, people in Los Angeles, for example, like, everybody is collaborating on shit and, yeah. you know, supporting each other. Like, all it takes really to help support someone who's an artist is a click or a like or, yeah. right. you know, or a view, right? And, like, I feel yeah. like especially, I mean, you, you can go Canada as a whole, but especially in Toronto – uh, in, in you know whatever kind of art industry you want to you want to talk about rap, you know, film and television, theater. I mean, these are all things that we, I feel like we don't support each other enough. We don't build each mm-hmm. other up, and you know that's a problem. 
with with Canadian with the Canadian art industry right now. Yeah. And I feel like when you start making art, a funny thing is like you're always like people don't support me, and then you look around and you're not supporting other people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You're, you're looking. You're looking Full with circle. that that cynical <laughs> eye. Like, damn, exactly. like that yeah. guy just yeah. he's accomplishing more than me right now. Like, fuck that, you know. And yeah. like that's just the wrong attitude to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, That's always. It's funny because like the thing I've always is like. My friend's doing so well at that. That's amazing. Like I'm right. inspired by that. Right? Mm-hmm. I want to see him get even bigger so I can try to catch up to him. Yeah. I'm very competitive, so I see. <laughs> yeah. and you get like proud of them. Like yeah. I see, yeah. I see my friends doing things, and I'm like, oh, that's actually sick. Like that's crazy that you're like at this level in something that you care so much about. Like that shit. I want other people to see that, and then that yeah. progresses you farther. And then I'm not doing it necessarily for them to do it back. But like, if you do it back to me, that's just that's like awesome. icing yeah. on top of the cake. Like, right. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, you love to see like not the love me. and support for the content spread, right? It's like we all watch short films, we all watch like consume all this content, we listen to music, we watch videos, and why not? Like, why would you rather see someone you have no relation to, like you'll never meet or something? Meanwhile, there's all these great people who are amazing at it all around you, mm-hmm. and you like never support them. I feel like, yeah, and I mean that's just it. I've I totally agree. I've always tried to you know do the same thing, right? Like if somebody, if one of my friends who's uh, like a, a musician or a rapper or whatever, and you know they release a song and they ask me to repost it on my Instagram, like shit, yeah, fuck it, you know, mm-hmm. like why not share it to whoever right. I'm following? Exactly. Yeah. If somebody likes it. You know, then maybe they'll become come a fan of him. For you know real? what I mean? Exactly, so yeah. you, you, I feel like not enough people have that mentality. But you know, and the thing is, nowadays it's free too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. to buy somebody's CD, to watch your movie on TIFF online, it's, is it free? I, I can't say that for I, a fact. I, I, you know, I'm not sure yet. So uh, you can visit the Toronto Shorts. It's called TorontoShorts.com. Um, they'll have the, the whole lineup of, of, of the festival online. And I don't know if it's, I, I believe it is streaming online. Like, mm-hmm. So it's, it's free to whoever wants to stream it uh, and watch all these, all these films that have been yeah. selected, but yeah. I'm not, I don't quote me on that, yeah, but I'll, for more information, you know, all you gotta do yeah. is, yeah, the website. Yeah, for sure be in the link. On yeah. I'll, I'll probably plug it in the, at the end of the podcast. But yeah, I mean, you're right though. It's all, it's all free. Right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah, there you go. You're pulling it up, hey, man. Yeah, Is so, uh, yeah, so if you go to 2020 lineup, you'll see, uh, you'll see my my film in the Canadian section, and there you go. I'm pretty sure it is free to stream. I wouldn't be surprised because they get a lot of ad money from like mm-hmm. streaming. We should have family like, uh, ties. There you go, family ties. Yeah, that's it. We so. should have a a release party, a watch party. <laughs> oh, <Right>? I'm right. <laughs> for real. Yeah, I got I got something planned with my cast and and shit like that, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it's a cool project. Can I tell you guys a little bit about the project? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, we get off uh, you know, basically, it's kind of started with this idea of like I wanted to come up with a, a narrative, like a story, where the audience can watch it, and it's not clear who the main protagonist is, like who you're rooting for. It's kind of up to the perception of the audience. So, the just quickly, like the story of the film is it's two brothers who are meeting for lunch and they're kind of estranged, estranged, excuse me. And, uh, the older brother, Jake, who's played by Brock Morgan, he's a great Canadian actor. Uh, he is sort of like, he was the golden boy growing up. Uh, all the attention was on him. He was like an artist and it didn't really pan out. Now he's kind of like a loser. He's living at home, taking care of the mom and the younger brother, Ryan, 
which is a character I play, is like was kind of neglected as a child. Now he grew up, went to business school. Now he's like a hot shot in the business world, making money. And he kind of has lost contact with the family. And the two brothers are meeting up for the first time in a while to discuss their mom, who's dying of cancer. And uh, the basically the scene, the movie, is those two discussing things. And, and as the conversation unfolds, you kind of start and you're kind of, okay, like the older brother is kind of the, the, the good guy in this. But then as the conversation unfolds, you see that Ryan, my character, has some things to say where you go, you know what, I, I relate to that, you know, and mm-hmm. I see why he's being he doesn't want he doesn't want to like i see where he's coming from. exactly and then it goes back to shifts the other way and then it shifts back so basically I, the idea was create something where uh, as an audience member you can watch it and then you can decide for yourself based on your perception based on your experiences mm-hmm. you know uh you, whatever family dynamic you grew up with you know whatever the case m- may be and then you get to kind of decide for yourself who you think you know who you relate to more, and who the main character sh- is, and who the protagonist is, uh, as opposed to it being like spoon fed to you. Like mm-hmm. usually, you know, I mean, usually. usually when you watch a movie, right? Like you know, yeah. who, you know who the main sort of protagonist is within the first five minutes, right? So yeah. that was kind of the idea, and and then at the end, like right when you think that one of the characters is on moral high ground, there's a little twist, and then it kind of puts everything up in the air again, and you know, yeah. so uh, that's what I was going for with the project, and it turned out really well, and I mean. Yeah, that sounds dope. <laughs> that sounds yeah. Dope. yeah. Uh, I, you could go. I was just gonna say, actually, like that's the kind of like plot line I love. I actually showed Marcus a show, like a bit yeah. earlier this year, and like it was, it was like the same kind of basis of you spend the whole time watching the show trying to figure out, oh, who is like the protagonist, who's and, right and who's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, and then you that's start kind of to like point. get to a point where like what is right and wrong and it, like you start questioning everything and it's like right that, that 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 just topic just like resonates well because it extends past the show well yeah and and like i said like it leaves it up for the audience member to experience it in their own way yeah because like you may have i mean i know you you ben ben and marcus you guys are brothers right you yeah. guys both have it like you're a younger brother you're an older brother you both have a different perception of what it means to be someone's brother yeah right mm-hmm. so just in that alone you guys would probably watch this film and have a different experience and for a sure, different perspective sure. yeah. of of you know who's right and who's wrong in it so yeah i don't know that's kind of where the idea came from and it's i kind of grew from there and i yeah. wrote a script rewrote it brought a, a friend of mine andrew ahmed aboard who's a great director and uh, he came aboard with the project and it kind of jumped off from there so we were able to get it produced finally but <laughs> it took a while man it took that's, a while that's fire so i saw your dad's in it right my dad is an extra in it actually <laughs> an extra yeah because basically so he was basically um so we we filmed it all at the keg actually <laughs> i was working there at the time uh, as a server and uh, originally it was supposed to take place in a diner and uh, we had this whole location set up we had to deal with with the owner of this diner and he backed out about a month before the shoot. So I'm going like, fuck, like, what do I do? Yeah. I was serving at the keg at the time. So I just decided, fuck it. I'm just going to ask them. And I mean, like, that's that's a location that we're like, Netflix films have tried to shoot there. It's like, you know. No. no, yeah. Well, you know, it's just a lot of money. It's like 500K to shoot there. So I asked them if I could just come in during off hours, like an eight hour shoot. And they let me do it for free. <laughs> but uh, anyway, long story short, on the day we were shooting, uh, the director Andrew, he was kind of like, "Fuck, man! Like, there's I need somebody in the background because it's at a bar and like 
there's no one else in the bar. We, we need yeah. somebody. We need somebody to be like there. So yeah. I, my dad was on set and uh, I was like, hey, do you want to just kind of <laughs> can you sit there and <laughs> be in the background? So yeah, yeah my dad is, is in the film as an extra. So that's dope. <laughs> I remember like growing up seeing your dad like on Family Channel and yep. stuff like that. Yep. I wanted to ask like for me, like I always wanted to kind of in a way be like my dad. Like he mm-hmm. played football, so I wanted to play football in high school. I'm I'm nowhere built for football at all. Like, I don't, don't don't sell yourself short, man. Like a wide out, you know what I mean? Hurting people on the outside. Yeah. I guess I was I was more of a basketball player myself. But mm-hmm. um, how much seeing your dad on TV, your mom actually acting also, like how much did obviously like you're kind of in your own lane with like writing movies and stuff like that. But how much did that inspire you? I mean, like growing up, yeah. Oh, a lot. I mean. Uh, yeah, like I kind of grew up on film sets, you know, my I, yeah. like when my parents were working, I was hanging out on set. And when I was a kid, I started doing commercials and, you know, and uh, started acting in the industry. And uh, I was on a family channel show for a couple years in high school. And, but, you know, when I would go out for auditions, uh, the casting directors, I'd come in and like the first thing they say, they see Eddie Huban. And then they say, oh, Huban. Are you Dave's son? I mean, yeah, it's oh, I worked with your dad. He's a funny guy. So like instantly before my audition even started, there was that, you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't say pressure, but there was just that added like, oh, I have something have to, to live up, live to. up yeah. to. Yeah. But in a way, it's a good thing because if you're coming in, like if you're auditioning for a role in a movie, for example, and there's, you know, uh 15, 20, 20 other kids who are auditioning for the same role, you need to stand out. Yeah. So I I had that. I, I'm grateful for that because I had that ability to stand out because of maybe my mom was on a set with, you know, the director three yeah. years ago. Or mm-hmm. my dad did a show with the, you know, the executive producer five years ago, whatever the case may be. So it definitely gave me a leg up for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a give and a take, I guess. Exactly. Of both yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, in one sense, gives you the pressure to always like stay on top of your game that some other people might not have, and the added benefit, right? Exactly, and I mean, I think I also learned from a young age how to be professional in a professional setting. Yeah, you know, I mean, a movie set, a film set, even a commercial set, you know, you can't fuck around. Like, yeah, it's like there's a lot of money invested in, you know. you essentially yeah because you're on camera like if exactly. you, like if they have a day of shooting like they got to get all the shots in, in that, that day, day yeah. right mm-hmm. so you got to come prepared uh so i learned i was able to learn all that stuff from a young age being on film sets so uh i think that really helped me you know in life you know with whatever endeavors i i go on to in the future you know i, I have that kind of ingrained in me that like you know mm-hmm. there's a time to party and there's a time to play around but when you actually mm-hmm. have to get work done you have mm-hmm. to yeah, you gotta be serious even yeah. though it's something fun like creating art yeah you know? I kinda learned that in my first music video I ever shot I was like alright I'm gonna just throw a party and whoever pulls up like, yeah and it probably it, turned out it, like it was everybody, was, yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody was wasted wasted and like, yeah. we did it like the whole time we were playing other songs cause like mm-hmm. we were partying yeah. and then we played the song a couple of times and like it, it just went to shit yeah that's yeah. interesting cause like I had a I have a friend that's that's a, that's a rapper that uh Oh shit! Oh. A little uh, te- have... technical difficulties oh, there. Everyone's every, everyone's yeah. headphones just blew out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's wilding. Can you turn mine up a little bit? I can't really hear anything. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, as I was saying, like you know, 
I had a friend who's who kind of did the same kind of thing, and yeah. he realized at that point he's like, shoot a, a music video is, it's like you're shooting a film, like yeah, you're not, yeah, you yeah. can't just wing that and throw a party. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta actually plan it out. And the, like, yeah, even if people say, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's, you know, it's, it's it's like, yeah, but like that's the whole point. Yeah. You have to make it look real. real. That's the whole yeah. point. Right. Like, you know, like you know, like that's what nice. making a film is. Even yeah. a music video, it's yeah. it's the same kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. I That's found I found like if there's gonna be a party scene and I wanna and I wanna use like actual party scenes, it's just gonna be B roll max. Like I'll never actually use like an actual party as like a main scene with me rapping and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. No, I bet it's yeah, that's that's interesting. Like that that you went yeah. through that because yeah, like you you kind of you can't be real, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta have to fake it and make it look real. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. Facts. That's why acting is a skill, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's one thing I learned. Um, last year I was in a film class at at Ryerson, and it was like it was just like an intro film class because it was like we weren't actors, we weren't like in school for film. Right. We were dancers who had to take this elective as part of our course load, and but the teacher was really professional and really serious about it. So like we at the end of the semester we had to film. We had to, everyone had to write a, uh, a pitch for a movie or a short film. And the teacher picked like seven or 10 to get filmed. And she picked mine. And I was not expecting her to pick mine at all. And she picked it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like serious. So I took it like crazy seriously. And like that just, that experience made me like realize how serious, like even just making a two minute film would be. Like it took us like, Probably a week to get all of the shots we needed. Bro, for a two minute film. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. You're, you're preaching to the choir, man. Like, yeah. Yo, know, my short film was eight minutes long. It yeah. took me over a year to get it produced. Like, yeah. Yeah. from the it's from crazy. the first script I wrote to you know rewrites, getting people on board. I had to get it approved by ACTRA, which is mm-hmm. the Canadian Union. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had to. I'm a member, so I can't do anything that's not approved by ACTRA. So I had to get it approved by that. Send in the scripts get everything approved, start my own production company. And then, um, you know, from there, get a location, you know, renting equipment, which I, you know, we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. it, all that kind of shit. Like it took months and months and months of planning. And then mm-hmm. after the shoot and post editing, we had to do ADR work to get um, one of the actors to come back because some of his audio was fucked up. Yeah. So he had to come and, and fix the audio. Like it took this, we're talking yeah. like a full year for yeah. eight yeah. minutes. Uh-huh. I want to, I want to ask you on like, your process then like when did you know like this project is it like for me like i could make a beat and if i'm not feeling it i won't rap on it i'll just make the beat and scrap it when do you know like that's a good question is like i i think honestly when i was writing it yeah you know i i when you're writing you can kind of feel like okay this is like this is popping like this is like the yeah. dialogue is good this i know where the story's going and um i think the like the once once I got Andrew on board, who's again is, is the director and the mm-hmm. director of photography, he shot the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Once I got him on board, he gave me some really cool insight, and he's produced a couple short films himself, so he was able to help me a lot and kind of guide me along the way. And uh, I, you know, that's when it started picking up steam. And um, you know, when I I brought it to uh, an actor friend that I had, like I said, Brock, yeah, who's uh, who plays my older brother in the film, and he when he came on board, that's when you know boom we were like all right mm-hmm. we're getting yeah we're getting this done and it, it like visually it turned out 
amazing like yeah, better yeah. than i could have ever imagined yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah man it like it, i don't know like it, as you know it just kind of happens right like it yeah. happens organically and mm-hmm. you know but it doesn't happen overnight like yeah i, I just rewrote that script like seven eight Definitely. times yeah. to make sure yeah. you know, i had got people to re- edit it and see what they think yeah. and i rewrote it and took notes and yeah. you know like that kind of shit so yeah. i um, think when i was when i was writing my script for that film that i did like one thing that i found so difficult and that's such like a skill that's so looked over in the film industry is like writing dialogue for characters because you have to have different characters like mm-hmm. usually when you write something it's in your One perspective you're per- talking yeah. from your brain but you ha- like when you're writing a script you have to talk if there's two characters you have to create two different people right yeah and like that's a really hard thing to do yeah personalities like, that, all. you're totally right and yeah. like i remember once I, I wrote something once this is a couple years ago it didn't turn into anything but it was um basically a, a black kid and a white kid in high school together it was mm-hmm. kind of based on my own experiences and you're right because i mean as a white person myself writing for like writing scenes with all, all black characters mm-hmm. you have to put yourself in that position yeah and like you're right it's different because you, yeah. you're not writing for yourself right uh-huh. you're writing for, you know what i mean or so it's just so, such a different it's hard it's really right. hard yeah. to do or if you're like for uh, even like if you're writing a female part as a male yeah right like something as simple as that like if you're having a com- if a woman's having a conversation with her friend like you have to be able to sort of from i guess life experiences and you know yeah. whatever you like you kind of have to draw on things mm-hmm. and you kind of have to figure it out and immerse yourself in that character and think about what they would actually say so yeah, yeah. yeah you're totally right about that for sure was this, have you ever done consulting like when you're writing like what do you mean like um if you're like if say it's a woman or a black person you're like ever just sit down with someone just oh to, yeah like, yeah get yeah, a yeah, feel yeah. Of oh for sure how to, yeah for sure for sure so like you know one one of my best friends from high school uh i remember i i actually i sent him that scene that, yeah that i wrote and i said like can you read over this and like what would you change uh, as a black man, like you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, like what would you change? Can you help me write this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I want your perspective on this. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, what would your thought process? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like you know, just the lingo, you know, like everything, mm-hmm. right? The whole experience. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, what is like your process for you for like when you're creating a storyline? Or, oh man, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um. I think it all starts with a good script. Like any yeah. any good piece of film or or theater comes with a good script. And if you have a good solid script, then then you're going to succeed more times than not. And yeah. so that was the thing that I really wanted to not rush. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that my script mm-hmm. was flushed out um that it had like everything I wanted in it, but it wasn't overwritten, yeah. that the dialogue seemed natural, all those kind of things. So I wrote it probably I think I wrote it eight times so I wrote it and then like I literally I'm not talking like going back and like editing I'm talking yeah. like I rate it print it out and then I rewrite it yeah you know what I mean and yeah. then like the next day I'll do the same fucking thing mm-hmm. and just to get a new perspective on it so mm-hmm. uh I think that's where it started for me was was the writing process which was a lot of fun because I've never really done anything like that in my career before like yeah. sit down and actually write something mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I think just Going, writing a script is so much different than just like going out and like getting shots like if you're gonna shoot like like realistically anybody can create like a vlog that's like the most popular style i think of a video right now a vlog like video 
Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody, anyone could do it. Everybody's right? doing vlogs right now. Well, I mean, if you if yeah. you have a nice car and a nice house and oh shit, yeah, like, uh-huh. <laughs> and start up the yeah. camera, yeah, and you're exactly. Good to go. Start doing dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's investment is a selfie stick. Yeah, yeah, I think, right. Yeah. <laughs> everyone can vlog, but then when you make your vlog a story, that's when it like becomes film. I think. Yeah. Like if you take a guy like one of my favorite YouTubers is Casey Neistat, and like. He makes it a very big deal t- for every single one of his vlogs to be a story and to actually like you like learn something or you like get a certain idea from every single one of his videos. It's mm-hmm. not just B-roll of a car or B-roll of a of a of a bridge or a drone mm-hmm. shot. It's like he's deliberate with every single shot that he puts in. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's like you can tell even with like what's going like with the the age we live in where everybody with the you know every any joe blow with a fucking iphone camera yeah. is making content yeah. but the shit that's actually thought out that's the shit that is is fun to watch and it's yeah. entertaining you know mm-hmm. and then that sticks so you're right you know like you gotta you gotta put gotta put work in them man it's like any crap yeah mm-hmm. and what's crazy like now um to stick on to content creation is like the marketing and stuff is kind of more important than anything else like your movie could be super good but if you can't market it like it can't go anywhere i feel like yeah that's, you're right mm-hmm. that's a good point man yeah. and you guys you guys have a really really good uh like thing going on with the next up collective and all that shit because like you you it's a good you gotta brand your shit right and like you gotta yeah you know and uh i feel like that's that's something that is um overlooked yeah, it's a it's a big part of this, and you guys yeah. are doing a really good job of it. I, I admire that a lot, Thank even you. with these cups. <laughs> Sick logo on it. It's next up, right. sipping a yeah. beer in my next up. Cup. <laughs> We're actually about to like um, invest in actual like red cups, red cups with... with the actual, not just a sticker. With the yeah. oh shit, okay, yeah. like right. So it's like actually right, and yeah. then we're gonna try to sell them. So yeah, whoever's cup. watching this, if you want to be like this, go buy a cup. <laughs> right. Shout out, shout, shout out next up. <laughs> Okay. that's yeah. funny man no yeah. but you're right man like it's all about like marketing and, and you know in the entertainment industry that's a huge part of it mm-hmm. you got to sell yourself and like you know i think instagram is a great tool yeah, to use sure. more so than twitter in my opinion i'm not a huge twitter guy but i definitely use instagram for sure to promote uh whatever i'm doing or whatever projects i'm embarking on so <laughs> the what? Dave, the cat, Dave the cat Dave is making cosmic yeah. ruckus again he's oh, crawling man. in boxes the box over there. yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. Instagram, I feel like right now is probably the best as far as getting yourself out there. I think mm-hmm. twi- Twitter's like weird because Twitter's like Twitter's a whole other yeah. It's like ma- you make an image, but it's not an image for the public in a sense. It's like an image of like being counterculture in a sense and yeah. like being overly like brash and just like. Just going over the top with everything, but I feel like Instagram is a great place where you can get out there, you can be yourself, you can be natural, you can just try and go out and look for an audience and go get it. And there's no, there's no like no standard for what you need to do to go get that audience. As opposed to Twitter, I feel like Twitter, there's a lot of people who tweet alike mm-hmm. to try and get that like following because they want to be the hashtag of the day like oh hashtag this person's going crazy on twitter mm-hmm. well yeah. i feel like on on instagram is 
everybody's so like you always see the same stuff from the same people all the time so like mm. if you can be different in a way and be yourself yeah you're always gonna get a follow stands out yeah because there's a lot of like the main things that everybody sees is the comedy pages like the meme pages yeah. and then the instagram models yeah and, like, <laughs> and that's yeah literally like those, anything every, that's on every that. single person's mm. feed exactly so, like, so when you get outside man you've been liking that. the wrong pictures <laughs> <laughs> I'm not completed. Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. But <laughs> Mar- Marcus, Marcus Instagram is just all like you know fucking Instagram models. I, I thought he was <laughs> you go down and ball like, highlights. <laughs> I will lie, my spot with ball highlights too. Yeah. No, I, I got a lot of that shit too. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it, social media has changed so much, right? Like mm-hmm. over even over the last. What ten five years you can right. say even over the last oh, year yeah. like it's it, it's it evolves so much and as an artist if you're not using it to your advantage and figuring out the best way mm-hmm. to use it you're doing yourself a disservice in mm-hmm. my opinion but for sure I I honestly like I think in any opinion it should be a disservice because realistically like with art at the end of the day the goal is to get your art out there right and mm-hmm. if you're not doing everything within your power to get it out there like are you really trying at that point mm-hmm. or are you waiting for everyone to find your art which is like like it's just a disservice because realistically like you're putting you're putting yourself out there in this art form like why not you put so much effort into putting yourself in this art why not let everyone else see it mm-hmm. let it be judged by whoever instead of like you're almost hiding it at that point it's like why do you even make the art if you're gonna hide it from everyone who can see it well i think i think some people like making art for themselves but they have no no care in being famous yeah, yeah. um and for those people i can understand why they do yeah that. i can understand mm-hmm. that there's also like um for me personally in music like right now i'm releasing a song every week i haven't released a song for a month but um i release a song every week um and i have my following is like a thousand five hundred people mm-hmm. so like it's not blowing up yeah but um the reason I'm doing it is to build the catalog. So when I have a song that does blow up, there's 52 weeks of All songs. All of a sudden they can go, oh shit. Like, oh, this guy has a bunch so of other yeah, yeah, Because yeah. my favorite thing, I find a new artist. I go to their page and I see they have a lot of music. I'm like, yes. Yeah. That's perfect. Yo, that's how I, you know, I, one of my favorite rappers is Corday. Yeah, and yeah. Like, same kind of thing. Like I listened to Chance and yeah. fucking, yeah. He, he, I remember last year he dropped a song with Corday yeah. called Bad Idea and mm-hmm. I, I saw the music yeah it's a banger but yeah. I saw the music video I was like let me check this guy out yeah. and then instantly I was like holy shit man like all these music. songs like, yeah, I didn't even know existed yeah. I started bumping and like now he's one of my favorite artists so. yeah. yeah even if you don't like all of that music there's, there's, like, there's 50 there's so songs much you're gonna of... like 10 of them yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. if you like 10 cool, if man. you play 10 of my songs all the time I'm getting paid yeah <laughs> so like which is the goal right exactly it's working out in your favor yeah and that's that's kind of like a form of of marketing yourself just having that backlog of like all of your content is like marketing yourself because if somebody clicks on your name and they see all that they're gonna listen to it like if they see you have an album they're gonna listen to your album Mm -hmm. even if they don't like it they're gonna listen to the whole thing maybe maybe i'll like the next one maybe i'll like the next one yeah and that still plays for you that's marketing yourself Mm -hmm. and i think that's one marketing is one of the most important tools that an artist or like a content creator can have. I mean, that's why I'm here. Like, right. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Cause like, yeah, I got a film coming out and I want to come and chat with you guys about it. Uh-huh. Who knows? You said you got 1500 followers, maybe five or six of them. will will watch exactly, my movie. Right. You know? So that's that just cross, cross marketing, you know, all that kind of shit. Exactly. Networking. 
it's important. Exactly. And I, mm. as I said before, like I don't think that goes on enough in Canada in, mm. in, in the mm-hmm. you know, entertainment business. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I've dropped all these songs. I've the only podcast I've been on is my own. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So but going out and like getting those things for yourself is a is a very tough skill. Like I know one of my one of my teachers said well same same film teacher. She said um that instead of just putting your work on YouTube, try and get it into a film, into a film festival. Because that's how you actually get yourself out there. If you yeah. just put it on YouTube, yeah. you're gonna get thirty it's gonna views. Get and- that's why oh. I haven't posted my film. Yeah, because uh, that that's a really good point. Because like I was told um, that you know if if you post this in the public eye, then you it instantly you cancel yourself out yeah. from film festivals because they wanna they wanna release it, they wanna premiere yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. the whole point, right? Yeah. So, um, you know that's why I haven't. I've had this on the shelf for months and months and months, and I'm, mm-hmm. all my friends are, you know, when are we gonna see the the film? Yeah. You know, when are you gonna post it? It's like, oh fuck, I can't. Like, I wanna yeah. Yeah. see how I do with this round of film festivals, and mm-hmm. everything got fucked up because of COVID. But you know, mm-hmm. now finally they're all starting to happen again. So mm-hmm. yeah. So what does your rollout look like for Family Ties after TIFF? Uh, so okay, so just just clear, it's not it, it's it's a it's a segment of TIFF. It's Toronto Short, so it's okay to SIF. Make sure you remember that Toronto <laughs> Short Shorts International Film Festival. Okay. But um, we're waiting to hear back from uh, I think nine other film festivals right now. Cool. Uh, um. So yeah, we'll see. That was the first one we heard back from. Hopefully, if we get picked up by four or five more, then it'll start gaining some momentum, and then, mm-hmm. and then who knows? But uh, I think the eventually the goal it will be posted in the public domain eventually. But mm-hmm. like I said, I I didn't want to do that yet. Yeah, until, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. That's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say actually, um, almost like the topic we were talking before about uh, school. Mm-hmm. now and like because you you go to school now for yeah, sports yeah i'm media. in school right now sports broadcasting sports broadcasting right. yeah and i was thinking about that before and you actually go to the school that i looked at like the most precisely and yeah i think af- after the other podcast we just had i think it was just valuable to talk about how the people you're around how it you're affects. talking to them in the future you're right like <laughs> the, in the next podcast yeah i mean it's a great school man it's a yeah. really really good school and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I would recommend it if you're interested in that field of journalism, yeah. if you like sports, you know, that's kind of why I decided to go to that school to see ben, what turn, it could become. Turn the wire. Yeah. I think, I think there's something messed up with my headphone, but yeah, it's the wire. Yeah. It sounds like sound a little tinny right now, but whatever. Yeah, probably like half in, how about? No, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that wire is broken. <laughs> it's all good man hey you know as long as as long as it sounds good on the recording that's all that i give a shit about like if yeah. it sounds good in your headphones yeah you sound yeah i was gonna say he's like yeah okay. but, all right we're yeah. all right we're, we're good then. it's it the matter. cat's fault it right. doesn't matter yeah it's the cat's on, it's Dave. Dave's fault man he's getting his shots in <laughs> right he's standing Dave. in front of that light. <laughs> but yeah no as, as long as it sounds good I'm, I'm cool but yeah man i mean like uh it's definitely an interesting program. It's a new chapter kind of in my life and yeah. it kind of relates to uh, the shit that I've grew up doing, that I grew up, like, you know, that I grew up doing. Yeah. Um, a lot of performance-based stuff, a lot of film technical skills that yeah, I yeah. have. So yeah. uh, I kind of fit right into the program like a glove, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what you kind of want to do like next? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, hopefully... Hopefully, if it turns into something cool and I can run with it, then yeah, make some money. And then, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I want to be in a position financially 
where I can produce my own stuff and start mm-hmm. creating my own shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and if I can do that, then, then all of a sudden I'm in a good spot. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I like to try to be malleable with what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I have a skill set and a toolbox, of, you know, and what wherever it takes me, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll follow it, you know? Yeah. But this is an opportunity that was presented to me and I decided to pursue it and I'm really having fun. Yeah. And it's like, why not, right? Just diversify yourself. That's what we're like all trying to do. Exactly. Like, why exactly. you have a toolbox, right? You say like, why use one tool every time when you got all these other yeah. tools that you could like pull but out? I do feel like at the same time, you have to be careful because I've found at times in my life, mm-hmm. I was trying to do so many different things. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I was trying to make uh, YouTube videos, like yeah. create content, make comedy videos. Yeah. I was trying to uh, be uh, like a musician for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm a piano player. So I was trying to make beats for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going out for auditions on the side, you know, yeah. In theater school, I went to I went to theater school and university, so mm-hmm. I had too many hats at the same time. Yeah, and I felt like I wasn't focusing enough energy uh, on any one of those things. You just, yeah, you know, like so twenty percent for all instead exactly. of like and game. I wasn't going anywhere with either of them. And yeah, I was like I'm good at all these things, but I should just pick one for for now and just completely focus and like, all really, my energy on that. Really, like you know? master it in so a sense. So I feel like there's a fine line you have to kind of walk, and yeah. every, everybody's different that way. But yeah, you know. I think, like, for me, the main thing that, like, I can see exactly what you're talking about. And for me, it's important to, like, m- me at the end of the day, whatever I'm doing, it has to be able to relate back to music. So, like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to, I could promote a song on this podcast. Uh, I want to start streaming myself making beats. So, it's, like, everything that I do, I want it to be able to relate back to my end goal. What do you mean, like, streaming making beats? Like, like I want on- on Twitch know. or some shit? Yeah. Oh, shit. That'd yeah, be cool. So, like, literally, you're streaming, like, you're making a beat live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I would watch that. Right, that'd be a dope-ass <laughs> well, stream, right? It, like, it was yeah. actually his idea. Because I, I was going to say, oh, really? at first, like, I thought about him, like, yo, like, if I was on a stream and I saw, like, him making music, that'd be, like, uh, like somewhere, uh, something untapped. Because, and it's different. Right. Like, it was just kind of what that. you're going yeah. for. Yeah. 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 So what what would you I I, I know you I know the, you're the interviewer. But I wanna, I'm just curious, like what would you classify your music as? Like if if someone from my follower base is, is listening to this, and like oh what kind of artist is is Marcus? Damn, um, depends on my mood. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> like if I'm feeling myself, I I like... certified lover boy. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say yes. <laughs> my songs rain like. Right now, I would say are way more R and B, like more like I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. But like I have a couple hype tracks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. There you go, man. Hey. But yeah, right now I'm um like all the music I'm currently making is more like R and B down tempo, like just chill out vibe, stuff yeah. like that. My cool, music man. is kind of different though, cause I like to talk about more like um things i've been through and more like life lessons and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's the best way to do it yeah i mean yeah. it kind of relates back to what i said right like the end of the day it starts with the writing yeah like, yeah you know if you don't have i mean you can have a great beat but if you don't have something to say yeah, yeah. Facts. no really one's no one, no one gives a shit yeah. mm-hmm. you know well, so i mean that's how you make a one-hit wonder yeah, yeah. a yeah, crazy literally. beat yeah. and like some and a catchy hook yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> lines. yeah mm-hmm. and now hooks are just one word like Swerve. 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 Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> like, 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 for like three yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Nah. But 
it is what it is. That music's cool. I definitely turn up to it at the same time. Mm. So yeah, I can't knock it. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's party music, exactly. Right? Like, like you know, music. sometimes you you're just having a good time. You don't want to memorize exactly. all the words. <laughs> and I mean, like, look, it's it, it, like relating it to the industry I'm in. Like, there are some actors that are like brilliant actors. I'm talking Hollywood actors that are brilliant, but. Every once in a while, they sell out and make, you know, a, a superhero movie or something oh, for, yeah, for the like, paycheck, right? Like, yeah, like, it happens, man. Yeah. You got to pay the bills so yeah. you can make the shit you actually want to exactly, make. Exactly, yeah. Right? So, you know. Sacrifices in some places. Exactly, man. It's part, it's part of the life. Everything, like, in life, I find is, like, how far are you willing to go to make a dollar? Like, mm-hmm. like how, how much are you willing to sacrifice your, like, career and how it looks to mm. make money and that's just every single person would go to a different part on the yeah line, i feel like but i feel like i feel like once you're already established then you can start going yeah, to that sure. i feel like you have to yeah. be true to yourself up to a certain point yeah. and then once you have enough of a base then you can start going okay like let's cash a check yeah, and, yeah. and make some money yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly sure. right but if you try to do that too soon then you, it's just gonna look non-genuous exactly yeah exactly yeah is that a word? Genuous? Non non genuine? Genuous? Gen- I don't know. I don't know. I'm like three years deep right now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, man. Oxford dictionary. <laughs> Add that. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, but picking up off that, like I feel like like hype music is like the same as like making a vlog. Because if you have like a camera and a computer you can make a vlog if you have a beat and a good hook you can make hype music you just need like one thing in order to like blow up for either of those things so Mm -hmm. like if you're making those like i feel like kind of what what the gear you have doesn't really matter like you can make a viral vlog on an iphone realistically yeah 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 and even picking up off that like hype music is all viral off one line and yeah. A viral vlog could be off one little clip in yeah. the vlog that like makes it really blow up. Yeah. See, I think that was like from my experience with this with this project, Family Ties, like that was one of the things that I felt like I didn't I felt like I was wearing too many hats, you know. Mm-hmm. I was focused on so many different things at once because I, I was focused on the script, I was producing it, I was worried about um we we had to be in and out of the keg, the location, and, mm-hmm. and we came in at five in the morning, we had to be out by three when the restaurant opened. Mm-hmm. So I was worrying about all these things. I didn't really get to focus on the acting side of things. And I didn't put enough work into that. And I feel like if I could do it again, you're right. Like you have to have one thing that stands out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like when you're working on a film like that, like, you know, I had a makeup artist come in. Like there's so many moving parts. There's so many things that go into a project like that. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than, you know, vlogging or, you know, making, yeah. making a, making a, making music shit like that right mm-hmm. like it's i don't For know sure. there was just that was a thing that kind of came up on me like from being from a production side of things there were so many different moving parts and so many different things that had to be perfect that i felt like i, I couldn't put enough effort into any one thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah uh what did you what do you find like do you find it easier like obviously you probably do like just going on somebody else's set and acting or I wouldn't even say easier. What do you enjoy more? Just like acting for somebody else or making the whole film yourself? I would say it's a different experience. Yeah. Like there is something fun. Like, um, 
little plug here. I'm in a film called The Craft on a Man for yeah. 1999. It's a ha- Halloween movie about witches. I have like one scene in it. But coming on set for that day, like it's just so much fun. It's stress-free. Yeah. You come in, you know your lines. Mm-hmm. You get in the hair and makeup. They give you a wardrobe. You wait for your scene. You get called to set. And then you shoot the scene and you have a f- fun time. You get a free meal. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they, they drive you home. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But so... Um, but then on the flip side, when you're producing something and when it's all like your, when it's your project, there's so, it's a lot more work. It's stressful. Like I was stressed that whole day and I think it affected my acting performance, but at the same time you feel like you're actually creating something. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, the other scenario, you feel like you're just kind of coming in and reading someone else's line. So it's, it's hard to compare them. It's just like two different worlds, you know, it's such a different experience. It's almost like, I don't even know how to equate it to the music industry. But... Well, I was going to say, like, when I make beats for an artist and they right. rap over my beat, it's like, yeah, this is cool. I like the energy they brought to this song, but, like, that's not what I would have done to the song, but it's still cool, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, and that's interesting that you said that because that's one of the beautiful things about writing something. Like, Brock, who, who plays opposite of me in the film, he plays my older brother. Mm-hmm. Like, when you write something, like, you have a, a way, like, when you write a script, you have a way that you envisioned it. Mm-hmm. But then when you bring it and another actor brings life to it, mm-hmm. you see things that you mm-hmm. might have not even like thought existed. Yeah. And you're like, oh damn, he said that mm-hmm. in a way that like I didn't intend it, yeah. but it was kind of cool the way he yeah. interpreted it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's what I think makes great art when you have That's the beauty of collaboration. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. When you have different talents come in and like, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, like that's why a beat just doesn't come out on its own. You have mm-hmm. a, you have to have a rapper mm-hmm. who you know puts a verse on it. Mm-hmm. The same thing, right? Like that you don't just release a film script a film script as a book to read. Yeah, it's yeah. meant to be read by different actors, and mm-hmm. they pick it and they bring it to life. Yeah. So um, I think that was the that was the coolest thing. Like I, going back to your question, it's it's kind of hard to compare, but I definitely think that producing has some challenges to it. But it, it it is cool to have somebody read your shit, yeah. As opposed to you coming in and just kind of, you know, playing your part. You know yeah. what I mean? For sure. Well, on the production side, you think like I'm gonna talk about gear for a little bit. Like okay. you think like, um, okay, I'm like. People always say that like the camera that you have doesn't matter. It's how you use it. But the like, camera that you have, one hundred fifty thousand, definitely does. It yeah. fucking matters, mm-hmm. man. When you're doing the shit that I'm doing, yeah, it matters. Yeah. Like I, I use a 4K Blackmagic camera for my project, mm-hmm. and uh, it was I got it recommended from uh, my director and my DOP, and he said this is the camera I need. And I said okay, we'll go get it, and I found mm-hmm. a good deal. We rented it for the day, you know, and uh, you know. Like you, you have to invest in that kind of shit. Yeah. You do. You, you. If you want your stuff to look good and look quality and not look amateurish, mm-hmm. I do think that it's important to have good equipment. Well, you know? I, I think it's funny because every time somebody comes to this podcast, the first thing they say, "Oh shit, you have these mics." Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I said when yeah. I said these mics are cool, man. Yeah, like, like I was like, "How on, much you spend on these?" Yeah, if yeah. you go on YouTube, like this is the mic you're gonna see. Yeah, on exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. right. But if you want to actually like have your podcast sound good, mm. look good on camera when you film it. You know, these are little things that, you know, you, you have to invest in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got to spend money to make money, so to speak. Exactly. You know, so. So all in, what would you say, like, the total budget for Family Ties was, if you don't mention? Uh, yeah, no. Um, we, we went over budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I put $2,500 of my own money into it. Mm-hmm. And that that's low. 
like honestly yeah, for, yeah. uh for I, I called in a lot of favors i didn't pay any of the actors um they were all friends of mine mm-hmm. um they're all actor members so it was all regulated and shit but i didn't pay any of them um i did sell equity of the film not that it's going to make any money realistically but mm-hmm. that was the way i got around it with the union uh the keg let me shoot there for free so pretty much the only costs were uh hiring a makeup artist and um equipment like renting the camera we had, we rented a dolly couple lights uh and i also ha- hired a sound guy to uh you know hold the boom and the sound editor so yeah. uh, all, all told it was a uh, and then okay that's not true because i also uh to enter into festivals it does cost some money so i spent a couple hundred bucks uh to submit to, mm-hmm. to these festivals and um so yeah we're you know it's between 2500 and three grand uh out of pocket my own money so to go into a festival it's like it's a deposit then do you have to pay more if you get accepted no or it's just a flat rate to enter mm-hmm. and then like you know and, it's, and we're not talking crazy yeah crazy yeah. money it's mm-hmm. you know like 20 bucks for per festival if yeah. it's a bigger yeah. one like you know it's more uh, just like um administration fees exactly and stuff like exactly that. Yeah. exactly uh, otherwise like any like, like I, I think it's more yeah. just so that like just they to kind of to, to vet the bat like if you make some you shitty short film yeah. exactly you have to yeah. be serious and you have to actually like you know, it has to be worth their time to actually watch yeah. your film. To exactly, see if exactly. Like, if you if you made the decision to actually pay money to enter into this festival, yeah, then you're actually serious. You believe about in it. your project, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So, um, that's you you hit the nail on the head with that one. It's to mm-hmm. vet the kind of the the low shit. quality yeah. content exactly. that they may receive yeah. If, yeah. if otherwise. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, I spent money on it for sure. Yeah, um, you know, I'll probably end up uh, not recouping uh, the money that I spent. But in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, what's three thousand dollars? You know, I mean, it was a chance for, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, for real. Yeah. There's so much money I spent that like I lost, but like at the end of the day, I got to do something that I really enjoyed. And yeah, it's not even. Yeah. It's like overall the experience. Like the next time you make a short film, all the things that you messed up on this one, you're gonna have the experience. Like, oh, I'm not gonna do this again. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Like it just helps you so much for the future. And you know, I was at a time when, uh, when I embarked on that project, like I came, I graduated uh, theater school. I came back. I was working a lot when I was a teenager, as we talked about, like yeah. on the, the Family Channel shit. And when I came back after four years in university, I still had an agent. I was still going out for auditions, but I just wasn't working as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I was waiting tables. You know, I was kind of, you know, I was like, fuck, like I need to do something creative and really take on a project like this. So. Um, it was really good, man. Like really, really good for my life and for my mental health and, you know, going yeah. forward for my confidence, all that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, it was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything if I had to redo it. I would hundred percent not change anything. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's nice to have that gratified in uh, in a short film selection. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is this some festival selection, excuse me. Is this something you want to continue to do? Like keep writing? Oh yeah. 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 100% man. Um, You know, uh, we're in, in, at least I'm in an industry. I know you guys are too, too, where, you know, you have to be creative. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't just wait around as an actor. You can't just wait around for uh, parts to come along in TV shows and auditions to Mm -hmm. come along. You have to make it happen for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I learned that from a young age and um, that still holds true to me. And, uh, like I said, if, if the sports broadcasting thing works out, I'm going to pursue that. But if I'm in a position financially where I can fund my own projects, then that's ultimately the goal that I want to mm-hmm. get to. So, 
Yeah, 100%. I'll, yeah. I'll be making more stuff for sure. I've always said, like, I want to retire by a certain age, but that doesn't mean I want to stop being creative. It means I want to stop having to do, like, the BS that goes on. Bro, you're an yeah. artist, man. You're never going to retire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no such fucking thing. Like, like retire recording from... other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, just make my Chasing own stuff. Chasing what you want to do specifically. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, like, more. But, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I I see where you're coming. Like, I want to be able to be in the position where I don't have to have a side job and exactly. do whatever. I, yeah. I don't want to have to have a side job to like do what you want to do. What, I know, I know. It's like a it's a crazy dream that artists have that they don't want to like. They want to just be an artist and not have a side job. A lot of the times, that doesn't happen. Hey man, but, I mean, but like, you, but like, shit costs money. Like, you yeah, have to make sure. money. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. think there's any shame uh-huh. in if you're in your late teens early 20s yeah working yeah, at, at a restaurant yeah. or working in uh lcbo bro just quickly i was so shocked i came in to buy some alcohol like a week ago i looked up and and it's this motherfucker <laughs> can i ring you up sir you have air miles <laughs> you piece of shit man LCBO. Hey, but uh, did you have air miles? No, I didn't. This is a quick side oh, note, but I was talking the other day, like, if you're a cashier, like, are you allowed to use your own air miles if somebody doesn't have one? That's like, so, like, okay. This is, like, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Marcus, get your bro, dog. stealing air miles. Okay. Trying to get vacations off of All right, so she buys... $850 worth of alcohol, right? And I ask her, do you have air miles? Do you have air miles? <laughs> nope. And she says no. So just going through my mind, I'm like, yo, why? what's like, what's stopping me from getting these air miles? Like, because realistically, you get, okay, you the get law. one air miles. The but what law is that? What law is that? Right? Theft. Bro, are you kidding me, man? You, okay. Fraud. But like, it's not real money. It's air miles, right? It's like, not I'm you. not going to get a trip with that. But like, the LCBO agreement with air miles is that you get one air mile. Well, it used to be. Bro, stop trying to justify it. One air mile every $30. So that's what like, that's like, you get like 20 air miles or something like that. That's not even like. So is that really such a big deal? Like, I guess you rack up and then... Yeah. I guess, I guess you You're can, about like... to go on a trip in one day. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All the sales you do in like, one what day. What the fuck is Ben doing in Paris? Guy <laughs> <laughs> goes on a vacation every month. I was working at the LCBO. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Yeah, he's traveling uh, full time. Right. That is too funny. Spent the whole year traveling just on other people's airbus. <laughs> Yo, if you work at LCBO, please don't. <laughs> I never do it. I didn't do it. I've uh, never taken air miles. Never, not once. <laughs> but I have thought about oh it. Oh my god! One customer asked me, so that that was like a way around it. If I if I ask the customer if I'm like, do you mind if I take your air miles? Is that okay? Because technically, <laughs> that's not. Is that? <laughs> Is that that's, theft still? That is yeah. funny like, shit. <laughs> this guy's this guy's gonna slide his card underneath the thing. You have air miles now. <laughs> Do you have air miles? <laughs> nah. Can I take them? <laughs> Please. 
Yo, if they say uh, no, I'll respect it. But if they say yes, I'll bring you I'll on vacation with me. Facts. If they yeah. say yes, I'll be like, bet I have six hundred thousand air miles right now. You want to come on vacation, vacation with me? <laughs> like, oh man, that is too funny. I don't, know, well, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> that's why I just said how you came in. That's my that's that's my next film, man. Hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> Some guy just <laughs> goes to prison for uh, stealing air miles. Nonfiction. <laughs> air miles oh, man. Her autobiography. That shit is funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my god. How did we even get onto this topic? Hey man, he came hobby? into my store. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I, I came into a store and stole my air miles. <laughs> but oh man, that's funny. Hey, but you know what? Like you know. <laughs> Like I was saying, you know, there's no shame in, in working a straight job, man. We all got to do it. We all yeah. got to make money. The world costs money. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I've always tried to not focus on that, um, you know, with the shit that I try to create. I try to focus as much as I can on, like, making... Because I feel like when you focus on making money, then you're going to get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. You should focus more on making good content, mm-hmm. right? And then the... The, the money part will take care of itself. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that? Like when Yeah, you, I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. every time I need money, it always ends up working itself out yeah. when, I'm, when I'm doing what I'm passionate about. But when I'm trying to like over the, oh, I need to sell this amount of beats to make this amount of money this month, like it never is like, the beats aren't as good because it's like more of a money grab. And you money. also, eat, like even like from my experiences with rappers, just from like friends I know and you know what I mean? Like the guys who, and, and the women who are focused on getting famous as mm-hmm. opposed to like making music yeah like they never go anywhere yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's the same thing with actors I, I see actors all the time they're trying to get in the business to ask me oh you know i want to be the next this and that i want to be the next mila kunis i want to be the next you know so and so i want to get an agent blah, blah blah it's like well you're right there you just you just lost because you're mm-hmm. not doing this for the right reasons yeah. you're not doing this for the love of Facts. creating mm-hmm. art you're mm-hmm. doing this because you want to be famous and have a hundred thousand instagram followers yeah or whatever the case may be right so mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know well i just feel like it's a mentality you know what i mean yeah, yeah. that goes kind of to like um what i was talking about at the beginning like we came up playing ball yeah and did. um i cooked a- you <laughs> <laughs> Bucket. buckets grade three <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Popping like, those three balls. I was a shooter back was then. A shooter. I was, was a, shooter, a shooter. Just in case you were wondering. Yeah, I was a shooter back JJ then. JJ Reddick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young Jimmer for debt. <laughs> nah, I don't I don't really play ball anymore, unfortunately. But. Same, I'm retired. But like <laughs> the knees, man. Yeah, the, knees, <laughs> the knees are crazy. It's hard on the knees. Out for the count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you're if you don't ice properly when you're in high school, oh, man, you're fucked. You're By the time you're twenty, you're just Getting out of bed and your knees hurt and your back hurts and you're like, damn, bro, like, yeah. what happened? But it's crazy. Yeah. But like there's some of us who stuck with ball and like mm-hmm. doing big things. Like yeah. Brody's playing overseas. I was now. gonna say, man, Brody, uh Calvin. I've actually uh I talked to Calvin a couple times recently. Um mm-hmm. supposed to interview him for my sports oh, broadcasting yeah? school, but man, yeah, yeah man, that's he's, awesome. he's fucking killing it over at Ottawa U, you know, Dewan. From my scene. Dewan went to Alberta. Alberta, yeah. He had a great career there, you know. Uh, A lot of guys from our program, from Mm -hmm. Triple Threat, um, you know, went on to do great things. Good for them, man. It's good to see. Yeah, it's awesome. And I feel like there's a lot of us that, like, went to different lanes, but I think, like, that that 
us playing ball growing up it, like it brought a drive like we all wanted to go to the NBA at some point for right? sure so for like sure. we all always have big dreams and like when I switch to music it's like I'm I want to be bigger than I don't want to just be like average at anything I do mm-hmm. I feel like that's instilled in all of us do you do you kind of feel the same absolutely with, like, man your... absolutely and you can even like you know I, we were talking about this uh, off air yeah. before the podcast started like Luca Kapunovich who's a good yeah. friend of mine uh, he's he's starting to get into the music scene now. He's making beats. He's he's making R and B music. So mm-hmm. it's the same kind of mentality. I think it speaks to the program we were in, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, people make fun of Triple Threat and all that kind of yeah. shit, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, like it 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 instilled good good morals and and mm-hmm. good habits into us when we were young kids. And uh, like you said, you're able to take those kind of those kind of things and those life experiences and, and apply them to whatever you want to do in life, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm definitely grateful for my experiences I had playing yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. Coach so. Norm. Coach, Coach fucking Norm. Norm. <laughs> yeah. Coach no, Norm. you know what? I won't shout out Coach Norm, man. That guy, uh, I won't say anything bad about Coach Norm on the podcast, even though we bench my ass. A bunch of <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was in like, uh, I was grade five. Brody was grade six. Yeah. Yeah. So Norm was coaching our, um, it was the Middle grade five, grade sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when you were at a net. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we were on the same team, and um, I don't know if anybody remembers Allen. Allen was on that team too, and um, yeah, yeah. We, we basically we were in the city finals, and we had the game winner. And I remember Brody was so mad because he was wide open underneath the net, <laughs> and they inbounded it to Allen for the three, and he missed, and Brody was cheesed because <laughs> he was wide open for the game winner. Yo, well, yo, do you know I hit a game winner in high school? Avon Road? Really? Like a oh, game, shit. yeah, in the West Semis against Martin Grove. I had a game winner, Jeez. like at the buzzer. And there's a video of it too. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send it to I'll you, man. It's fucking sick, bro. Like everybody in the the whole gym popped and like damn, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Send it, we'll post it. I was gonna say yeah, we'll post I'll, it with yeah. Instagram I'll, post. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the video. But yeah, it was pretty funny, man. And yeah, it was a home game at Vaughn Road Academy. Shout out. Doesn't exist anymore, but <laughs> did you yeah, play man. ball all four years in high school? Yep. Yeah, I was varsity all four years. What was like the thing that was like, all right, I'm officially done with basketball? When I started drinking in university. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, man, I was actually like, it, well, okay, that's not true. I had a bunch of concussions, so that kind yeah. of fucked, mm. it, fucked everything up. Like I, my, my senior year, I wasn't able to play for triple threat because uh, I, I got hurt so many times. And um, I, uh, so we went to OPSA, um, like, third tier off so we lost when i was a senior then i got hurt in practice it was my fifth concussion so i couldn't really play ball anymore but i was in contact with the bishop's coach i went to bishop's university i was actually in contact with the coach because he was a friend of the coach norms and he said i sent him some game tape he said why don't you come on as a walk-on tryout for the team and i was like okay but the tryout was the it was like the day it was it was on a friday and it was in the middle of frost week (laughs) (laughs) and i was like you know i was a freshman like on res i was like you know partying every night and shit and like i never went to the fucking tryout man i was like i'm i heard we were doing like you know field work and shit and we weren't gonna hit the gym for the first week i'm like fuck that man i'm not running around (laughs) i'm gonna throw up doing fucking yeah. <laughs> doing stairs in the fucking football stadium like no thank you yeah. <laughs> no fucking yeah. thank you man yeah i was drinking hennessy and eating wendy's all day <laughs> <laughs> that's a combo right there don't kill me you're the first do you like the taste of hennessy yeah man yeah i'm a bartender right so but you know also i don't know like i went to 
like when I was growing up, when I first started drinking, I, like I'm not gonna lie to you, man, I was hanging out with all black kids. I went to Bond Road Academy. All mm-hmm. my friends were black, mm-hmm. so Henny was one of the first things I started. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel I hate the taste. Yeah, of really? Tennessee. Oh yeah, man, that was, that's funny. That was the, like we were like doing, we were doing a poll like who likes Hennessy? Like we were like no one we know likes Hennessy at like, first. I like Hennessy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I if love. you genuinely like it, I, I yeah. Love it. I feel like a lot of people buy it. Like buy it because like Hennessy, you know, like Hennessy, like yo, bring the Henny. <laughs> yeah, like, I nah, but, I but like knowing you you're not the type of person to buy Hennessy to flex yeah no no exactly, no, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. so no no you didn't no, you we... came into LCVO you bought vodka I did buy vodka <laughs> 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 this guy remember how much I'm not saying it's that? all I drink how many ear miles yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knows. You guys are written down. Four air miles from Eddie. <laughs> no, I mean, social no, I, insurance number. Is <laughs> I, I will say this: like, I would say vodka is my drink of choice if we're mm. if I'm partying. But I on a special occasion, I, I do enjoy Hennessy. Yeah, okay. sure. No, I can't lie. Sure. I I one of my coworkers bought the Hennessy Masters Blender. Yeah, which is like it's expensive. It's like, yeah, it's like regular price. It's like one eighty, but right now it's on like sale for one fifty. So he bought a bottle. And a couple of us tried it. There was like three of us closing, so we just let all of us try it. He paid one fifty. Bro, at work. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I hope so nobody from the LCBO hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing at LCBO. They call it tastings. Okay. You, somebody just buys a bottle and you try it after work. Okay. That's that's, okay. that's actually incriminated himself. Bro. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, we're we're watching King Von we yesterday. Like, it was after after hours. <laughs> but it was that's actually funny, good. It was actually good. Aren't you a security guard too? Like you, like I swear I saw you stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets away with it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, no one's here. Nope. <laughs> no, it's funny because I remember because I didn't, I didn't know. If, I, I saw him one time before that, and I didn't know if it was him. But oh, really? now I, I, yeah, and now I know that it was you. I see the skinny guy like standing there. This is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ben Mitchell, but I'm not sure. And he's just kind of standing there, like on his phone, letting people in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's when we didn't have a security guard. Oh, security okay, company, okay. So like, you had the right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had okay. a security guard, and then the security guard company like was like, "Oh, we're not doing security." So, so you don't you, you you do actually work for the LCBO? You're not yeah, like yeah, a security yeah, guard. Okay, yeah. cool man. Hey, you know what? Any Got hustle it. is a good hustle. Yeah, like, yeah. Come, man. Hey, I was a, I was a server for five years, man. Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> I actually I can't complain. I actually kinda liked my part time job. I was working at the ACC. So, oh really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. That's so cool. it was it was kinda dope. Like yeah. all the what championships. Were you doing? I was just selling alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> with you guys, man? It's funny. What do you mean? Like oh, you were like a beer guy? Like walking I, I through the crowd? I was running through the stands. I was um I was in one of the concession stands. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Interesting, man. Yeah. I used to have a friend I worked with who was doing that, and he was like, he worked in one of the, um, like, he was selling jerseys and shit in one yeah. of the stores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. TJ. Well, TJ, too. TJ yeah. works there now. TJ, another triple threat guy. Yeah. Shout out, man. I, yeah. I swear he just had a kid, he too. Did. So, congratulations to him, man. And Javon's having yeah, a kid, yeah, too. I know, too. Javon. Yeah, I was like, Javon? <laughs> I saw that, too. Yeah, Javon. Javon's having Javon. a kid. Javon. We're, we're all growing up, man. Good for those guys. I'm yeah. still young. <laughs> I'm not having no kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know what, man? Like to each their own. Yeah, and, uh, right. I, I, I'm proud I, of them. Proud me of too, yeah. man. I think it's great. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I saw. I, I messaged both of them too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. So. Because even I played on the same team as Javon. When I was in grade one. Like Javon was in grade four. He's Marcus's age. So like, yeah. I played on his team. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. he's like 
That's that's just crazy. Is that right? Like, like time flies, man. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, it's it amazing does. to see it, though. It's like it's progress, right? In life, you just you see he's happy. He's with a woman he clearly loves. He's having a child, and mm-hmm. you're just happy for him. You're mm-hmm. happy to see someone else happy, doing whatever endeavors he seeks. Exactly, man. And that's the, power tool. Yeah, the thing is, like everybody has different like steps in their life that like isn't accomplished like yeah mm-hmm. his his having a kid is here in life and for me like that step is the same distance for for me in success but it's a completely different idea mm-hmm. and for you that's a completely different idea for mm-hmm. you and for you for like, everyone else yeah everybody gets to like the same step but it's a whole different idea a whole different wavelength yeah of couldn't like, have said it better man couldn't have said it better mm-hmm. you just it's gotta feel happier for everyone every step they take you just feel happy for them Hopefully they get blessed with more steps, more time, and can't wish them nothing but well, good mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. And hope everything works out. Like For real. honestly, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, hey, like you said, everybody has a different. Uh, a different different goals in life different things they want to accomplish and mm-hmm. for some people you know the number one thing is family and starting a family yep. and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah man i'm, I'm I, I i that's interesting that you saw that too because i i noticed that recently too and yeah. i'm really happy for, mm-hmm. for both those guys man seems like they're really happy so yeah yeah mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> right with the heartfelt moment right there yeah, yeah. man yeah. i mean at the end of the day that's what we're here to right. do. right like talk yeah, about that's what we talked about at the beginning yeah, too. talk Just about like, like supporting supporting friends, supporting your friends supporting yeah. people in your life and yeah. people that you grew up with and mm-hmm. you know yeah helping them out right because at the end of the day those people are like family too yeah mm-hmm. and it's crazy that we keep talking about family because family ties is coming out yeah <laughs> november 15th november 15th yes, to the yes, 20th uh, it's gonna be streaming online toronto shorts to sif international <laughs> to SIF. yeah toronto shorts international film festival um you know if you want more information i'll be posting stuff on my instagram mm-hmm. uh at eddie huban and uh you know the website torontoshorts.com so you can find it there um yeah, man, it's gonna be cool. So, yeah. mm-hmm. if you want to go watch it, and I produced it and I wrote also it. Also <laughs> on demand, right? Oh yeah, the craft on demand. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's called the craft legacy. It's on Rogers on demand right now. You can buy it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, hey man, if you want to watch me in a in a small scene in a in a feature <laughs> film, mm-hmm. go and do that. Support I the also, film and yeah. I heard in the end credits you can see Ben getting some air miles. <laughs> <laughs> This one so I everyone in the background is like, I just thought of all the all the purchases and like there's this one guy just getting all these air miles. Like, yo, how's it happening? Nah, but low key you shouldn't do that because if they look at the card number, it's gonna be yours every single yeah, time. Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> yo, take that take that vacation. Yeah, exactly. Screw what they say. I mean, if you're if you're taking me on a trip. By all means, no, maybe next. just every once in a while when it's a big purchase. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, honestly though, just before we go, man, I just want to say thank you guys for for having me. It's been fun, and uh, you know, give me an opportunity to talk about the project that I that I have coming out. And yeah, man, it was yeah. it was a good time. I appreciate it's it, and, been I, awesome. and I, yeah. I I I love the shit you guys are putting out there. Next up, collective. So thank you. Yeah. We'll keep following. And we'll we will definitely be looking forward to watching. Thank yeah. you, man. Um, thank you. We're probably us two will probably have like, yeah we'll do a watching yeah, party watch party, so first, party there you go man yeah. just, just that let me know that good YouTube video hopefully. if you want if I'm doing a live stream that night so I'll, I'll oh, bring on my that? IG live and we'll, we can have a little chat and shit like that perfect okay, alright bro that sounds awesome definitely down for it alright man
well thanks for joining us um if you made it this far uh we ask that you like subscribe if you're watching on youtube follow us on apple spotify go check out eddie uh he just talked about all the places that he's going to be on it will also be linked on instagram youtube wherever we can show that link and yeah peace out yeah